So how many videos did we post? One. Ah, ah, ah. How many poops do I need to make? <laughs> too many to count. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. I'm Ashley. I'm Tiffany. And I'm Rebecca. Thank you for listening each week as we discuss the history, mystery, and theory of all things questionable, odd, and eerie. All right. Hello, ladies. Hello. How is everybody doing this week? Oh, my goodness. A roller coaster of emotion. How are you? Yes. It's been a day. It's been a great day, but it's been a day. But it's okay. Everything's fine. Everything's great. Everything's great. so good. <laughs> so good. As they simultaneously take sips of their drinks, everything's fine. So who <sighs> wants to kick us off this week? With poison? Yes. Can I go? Go for it, Rebecca. Um, my poison is a dirty martini I'm currently drinking. <laughs> it is delicious. <laughs> they are delicious. Rebecca was our mixologist for the evening and concocted some wunderbar cocktails well i made dirty martinis for me and ashley because we love olives oh, and then oh. for the trader i made her <laughs> her own signature cocktail i didn't have to sacrifice any olives tonight nope no ac- olive sacrifices so rebecca came up with a signature cocktail for tiffany we're calling God, it I pinky it. lee pinky lee because i'm tiffany lee it's a cosmo with a sprinkle rim oh my god it's the best thing i've ever had in my entire life i'm so happy <laughs> All right, so Tiffany, how are you doing? What's your poison this week, my love? Was that like you, you're good there? Yeah. Okay, cool. That's it. I have hey. vodka. <laughs> All right, great. My poison this week. My daughter had her six month checkup, and the doctor was like, everything's good. Start feeding your table food. And I was like, she can't grow up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so, you yeah, know, I'm dealing with that, but it's all good. And then uh, I got up this morning at 5 30. Said it's time to work out. I know for the first time since I was like four or five months pregnant. So I got up and I did a workout and then I went for a run and I came home and thought I was going to die. You joined the club. Oh gosh. I have not felt like death in a very long time. I would say that is comparable to what it felt like being nine months pregnant. Just that like. (laughs) On the plus side, you were incredibly peppy this morning. It's because I went and worked out. And you know, good days. So (laughs) Ashley, what's your poison? My poison this week is I am teaching myself how to cross stitch. (gasps) It's so much fun. Yeah. So I found a little kit at Aldi of all places. Okay. And it just comes with like the very basic essentials and it actually comes with like iron on transfers. So you can kind of trace the patterns to learn. Oh, that's nice. So um, when I... Got stuck in my research the other night and had a little bit of a snafu, which we'll get into in a minute here. To calm myself down before I dove back into my research, I got out and started practicing that. And it's um interesting. Be completely honest, I'm probably not going to follow it through. So if anybody wants a half done cross stitch in a couple weeks that they want to finish off, let me know. Just in time for Christmas. <laughs> it's I love cross stitching. My mom taught me how to do it and it's so much fun. It's so relaxing and... Uh, Ashley does not seem to think so. Maybe it was just probably a culmination of the other things that had happened that day and me just now learning, but yeah. Yeah. I had to take it out like three times already. But I'm starting. I'm getting there. Baby steps. As you sow, so shall you reap. That's something my mom taught me when she was teaching me how to cross stitch. 
as you're sewing, you're going to have to go back and dig it out. But it's fine. It's yeah. fun. It's a blast once you get into it. Yeah. Now you know one of the most stressful things is trying to learn something new when you're stressed. Yeah. It's But it's been sitting on my bedside table just like staring at me and then I started a new job and the podcast kicked off and everything and it's just been sitting there and sitting there and I locked myself in the room the other night to finish my research and um it was the only distracted distraction <laughs> close distracted <laughs> so um yeah but it's good it it'll get, be fun I'll let you guys know how that one goes it feels Excellent. good to sit down and like even if you don't work on it for 30 minutes or get it done quickly it feels good to do like one or two stitches right just and then you're like I out. did something well and even just like picking the one I wanted to do and setting up the loom and everything it was fun we'll see like I said we'll see how it actually goes is this cross stitching embroidery or weaving cross stitching I said loom the circle okay yeah, yeah. I don't I, know what it's actually it's called it's like a frame yeah that embroidery hoop Yes. Yeah, what she said. It is. It's a little circle, a little twisty thing, and you stick the fabric around it and then tighten it up. I love cross stitching. <laughs> I haven't done it in so long. Well, you should make something for the studio. I that should. was my plan with what I'm making. It doesn't really go or with the theme because it's all you. boho stuff. Well, here's the deal. You we can have... cross stitch a Ouija board. Well, I'm going off of iron on <laughs> patterns right now. So we have. A... I'll put my uh, boho cross stitch with my dream catcher I brought in. We have a. Dreamcatcher, we have a truffle tree painting, we have a rainbow swirl art, we've got a Megara, a drawing my cousin's son did for me, a pillow that says piss off I'm reading. Like, we don't really have a theme in the studio no. yet, Yeah, we so do. It's this fine. is us. Yes. That's, that's a wonderful TV show. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. So. All right. Well. Are we ladies, ready? Let's get into this. So my little snafu that i talked about in my poison so intrigued i was very interested in the topic i wanted to talk about today but for some reason i just hit that wall yeah in my research and like i started pulling up the basics and then when i started to look at necessities i just kind of hit this wall so yesterday at work i was listening to some podcasts about the subject and watching some videos about the subject just kind of taking some little notes as i was you know hearing facts that i wanted to look into or touch base on or whatever and um as i was leaving work i had to package up some stuff to ship off to multiple city halls and government buildings that we work with where's your notebook um no see what had happened is <laughs> <laughs> since i was at work I just use some of my scrap paper. So it's like full sheets of paper, but it's like when I print something off and I only had to fill out the, la- the form that's the last page, I'd take the rest of them and use them as scrap paper to take notes throughout the day. And, um... Did you mail off your notes? I did. <laughs> <laughs> to various city halls? You're not sure which I'm one? not sure if it went to one or to multiple, so I had... My laptop and my notes in my arm, and then the stuff I needed to mail out in my other hand. And I had three things I needed to mail out, and I had them like crisscrossed, I guess, where one's facing up, one's facing sideways, one facing up. So I had to go downstairs and get shipping envelopes. So I go down and I'm talking to the guy that works down in our front area as I'm packaging stuff up. And I go and drive out and drop it in the FedEx box outside of our complex. And then I'm going to leave, and I'm like, oh crap. Where are my I didn't notes? grab my notes. And then I was like, no. <laughs> I grabbed my notes, (laughs) and then I look over at the FedEx box, (laughs) and, like, back at my laptop bag, and, like, pull over to the side of the road, and, like, take everything out of my laptop bag, and then die a little inside. So, my notes on our topic that we're discussing today are somewhere either in Florida, 
Mississippi or Virginia. At a city hall. Yeah, at a government building. So now, what exactly are maybe your notes on? the little old lady that um you know probably processes their mail. I hate to make assumptions, but that's just what I picture with city hall buildings. Is gonna get a nice introduction to sleep paralysis. <laughs> so, you know. We did say when we started our podcast, we wanted to reach out to people and teach them about did something. It, did it have like our Twitter handle or anything on the notes? No. No, there's no notes about who we are, but oh. it came from our company with my name on it. Oh, sweet. And um, I'll particularly point out something when we get to it that I know for a fact was on those notes. Oh, cannot wait. I'm so excited. So um, oh, this is fantastic. To the person who may have gotten those notes, if you were left with any questions or wanted any more information, like the rest of the notes, uh, stay tuned. I will. Uh, hey. I'll let you know <laughs> what you missed out on. <laughs> have you ever been awoken by a strange smell? immense pressure on your chest or the feeling that someone is watching you only to open yes. your eyes and you see your worst nightmare looming in the corner of your room no i love my matthew but i wouldn't call him my worst nightmare. <laughs> i'm really proud of this intro guys bo peep thank you i was playing a lot sorry continue you try to move or scream for someone to help only to find out that you can't move a muscle never been there thankfully uh, if you haven't you're one of the lucky almost half of Americans who what? hasn't experienced sleep paralysis. That's, that's a high statistic. Yes. Oh, that God. makes me uncomfortable. Knock on wood. <laughs> sleep paralysis is defined by the British Psychological Society as a period of transient, consciously experienced paralysis. Occurrences can either be hypnogogic, which occur when someone is falling asleep, or hypnopompic, which occur when someone is waking up. It's believed that anywhere from one-third to half of the human population has experienced sleep paralysis at least once in their lifetime. However, people who suffer from sleep paralysis do so in varying degrees. You have the single occurrences. You have occasional, where you have more than one occurrence within a year. Chronic, where you have more than one occurrence in a six months. And then severe is when it happens more than once in a single night. Jeez Louise. Mm. So some people believe that sleep paralysis is a paranormal or extraterrestrial experience that happens when you're visited by a demonic presence or even when you're abducted by aliens. I'm raising my hand because I'm one of those. That's what you think? Wait, you yes. thought you were abducted? Ad no, I've never had it. But like, if it were to ever happen to me, I'd immediately be like, oh my God, there's a demon after me. Well, that's uh. what most people think. Um, oh, I thought you were like ascending to your recycled planet. <laughs> From Kevin's <laughs> Gate. <laughs> I'm, I'm part of the away team. They're, oh, that's probably a bad joke to make. Sorry. That's <laughs> eh, fine. They made their beds. Now they have to lie in them. <laughs> that's my best friend. If you're friend. not insulted by episode seven, welcome. Welcome. We are the Ladies of Strange. Go best friend. You're my best friend. Our filter gets thinner and thinner the more episodes we record. Non-existent. <laughs> so post-abduction syndrome is a widely popular term that is generally used by people who claim to have been abducted by non-human life forms to describe the effects of abduction on their bodies. So a lot of people who claim to have been abducted by aliens before, coincidentally, most of them also suffer from sleep paralysis. Okay. Huh. So they believe that the period of abduction is wiped from their memories, but they vividly remember waking up, seeing a creature, getting the feeling of being transported somewhere, and then ending up back in their beds. 
Fun. Some cultures mm. believe in what's called spirit intrusion, which means that your spirit is free to leave your body while you're sleeping, and if it becomes detached from your body, it leaves you open to possession. Ugh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> and then you have others who see it as a spiritual consciousness where you can accept spirits without any interferences that may occur while you're awake. So some people believe that the people that can communicate with spirits are more open to it while they're sleeping because they don't have all the interruptions from day-to-day life. So it leaves them open to communicate. I could see that. Scientists believe. (laughs) Oh, here we go with the science. (laughs) That it's just a disconnect between our brain and our body when one tries to wake up before the other is ready. Yep. So basically your brain wakes up all of a sudden, but your body hasn't quite gotten the signals from your brain. I've done that before. So did you have an experience? It wasn't experience per se um, in college. So I lived in the dorm, so like I had like a loft bed, so it was like at maybe, you know, ribcage height. Mm-hmm. I had the great idea to leave my phone on my desk to wake me up in the morning and force me to wake me up. That's when I discovered that in the morning, my legs get up after Last. my body does. <laughs> so I like hop out of bed and immediately fall to the floor. And so like I'm on in like a pile on the floor. My alarm's going off and I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> I did that. I love how that's Rebecca's reaction. Not like, what's happening? It's like, this is bullshit. Come on, legs, get it together. It's like, I'm I did... trying to be responsible. <laughs> this is what happens. When I was super pregnant, I had to pee real bad and I woke up and I swung out of bed and immediately hit the floor and Matthew jumped up and was freaking out and I was just like, no, I just really have to pee. Help me up. Help me. Just get me into the bathroom. Freak out after I pee, please. Oh, goodness. Okay, so no matter why you believe that sleep paralysis occurs, everyone who has experienced sleep paralysis has their own experience but have the same basic symptoms. Which are, so you awake to find either a tightness or like a heavy weight on your chest, difficulty breathing, you are unable to move or speak, you have this feeling, most people have this feeling of intense fear, but by far the worst of all the symptoms are the hallucinations. Oh, dang. (laughs) Are we going to talk about the hallucinations? Of course we're going to talk about the hallucinations. Should I have made you another cocktail before we started? (laughs) I need sprinkles in my life right now. Come on, Pinkie Pie, help me out. (laughs) Patron Saint Pinkie Pie. (laughs) Hear my call. So the hallucinations can be felt with all of your senses. My worst nightmare. So people have claimed to feel someone touch them in a waking Mm -mm. manner, felt hair or fur brush against them, Mm -mm. felt as if they were levitating or falling. I've done that. A lot. We've had our own discussions about what that one is. I don't like those discussions. (laughs) Um, Or even felt the warm breath of someone leaning over them. Ew, ew. Okay, so all of those so far... I can imagine, like, if this were to happen to me, I would, cl- I would just like in my head be like, okay, Matthew's trying to wake me. The fur is <laughs> by breathing on your face. The fur, <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> the fur is tightened, and then what were the other things? <laughs> so um, yeah, fur and levitation tightness. or falling. Oh, that happens all the time. I wake up and I'm like, ugh. Okay. So the fur and the tightness on my chest would just be Gus sitting on me. Yeah. yeah. He so, does that when he lets me know at 4.30 a.m. it's time for breakfast. So in my mind, I'm thinking I can rationalize all of these, but I've never had sleep paralysis, knock on wood. So, so is this know. one of those things where through the power of suggestion, you're more likely to experience it? I hope not. <laughs> Jesus. May if I have be. sleep paralysis because of you, like I'm not going to defriend you because it's been 20 years, but we're going <laughs> to have some issues. It'll be close. I'll be so mad. <laughs> 
So people have also heard shuffling or banging mm. as well as hearing something something or someone speaking to them or calling out for them. Nope. People have smelt rotting or burning flesh, Blech. smoke or fire, Mm-mm. but they can also be awoken by familiar smells such as a loved one's perfume or foods. Oh, give me the foods. I would be woken by foods. <laughs> people have also awoken with a bad taste in their mouth. Some claim it tastes as if they ate something rotten or spoiled. That's called morning breath. <laughs> <laughs> you had some intense morning breath. I like you know, it. especially if you've been drinking. Oh, right? fair, fair. Just brush your teeth before you go to bed, guys. Come on, dental hygiene. You should do that anyway, whether or not you've been drinking. Brush your teeth, or fair. you suffer from sleep paralysis. <laughs> Just brush your damn teeth. <laughs> oh man! But by far the most common hallucination type is visual. Yep. Almost all recorded accounts of sleep paralysis include some form of visual hallucination. Just a little sampling of what some of them have been recorded. The most recorded type people describe as a witch or an old hag is the best description. Are you standing over my bed? (laughs) I love you. I couldn't pass up that opportunity. I didn't say anything. You better wait until the next time that we sleep over. I'm scaring the shit out of you. (laughs) Damn it. Just for that comment. (laughs) Um, People have also seen demons. Mm -mm. Uh -uh. people have also felt the need uh, or the feeling of insects or animals like overtaking their rooms or Mm -mm. crawling on them nope a lot of people have the feeling with the tightness in their chest that something is sitting on their chest. Titan? Aren't there like paintings of that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is how, like, there's a painting, I can't remember his name, but there's a famous painting called The Nightmare, and yeah. a lot of people believe that it is one of the earlier depictions of sleep paralysis. It's because there's like a demon sitting on your chest, on the mm-hmm. chest in the picture, and, the lady and, there's, like, like, and there's like something else in the shadows. Yeah. So, so we'll that's believed. That. Yeah. We'll yeah, you share do. it for sure. <laughs> But that's believed to be one of the earliest depictions of sleep paralysis. The three main types of hallucinations are categorized as the intruder, which is something or someone evil approaching or looming. So that would be like waking up and seeing something in the corner of your Mm -mm. room. No. Something coming towards you, something leaning over you. And you can't even close your eyes. No. Is that an option? No. No. You are completely paralyzed. paralyzed. So Gus Familiar attack (laughs) you can't talk you can't open your eyes you can't breathe you can't do anything Mm -mm. the incubus which is what's depicted in that painting we were talking about not a band not not the bands which you know they i mean i was about to say hey if you want to come sit on my chest and talk to me that's fine um so yeah it's described as something on your chest and Generally, this is depicted as an incubus, which is a male sex-craved demon, or some people see a succubus, which is a female sex-craved demon. That was on my notes that got sent out. (laughs) (laughs) So Tiffany has died. (laughs) I know for a fact that was on there because I specifically remember listening to a British podcast and they were talking about incubus and succubus. And I was like, I, I've always heard those terms, oh but I thought God. they were just like demonic presence. I didn't know they were sex craved. See, like I knew they would, the way I understood them before was there was some sort of demon would like, would like lure sailors or something like that. That's a siren. That's I a just, siren. I just realized that. Yes. <laughs> or you're... <laughs> Which is a sex-craved mermaid. (laughs) (laughs) Big difference there. (laughs) So you have the intruder, the incubus, and then levitation, which is Mm. the feeling of being lifted off your bed or transported somewhere else. I have felt that so many times. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not 
not going to be able to sleep now. So Rebecca and I were talking at one point. I don't like this conversation either. <laughs> about, about, I don't remember what brought it up. I think we it was were, another podcast we were listening, we were listening, to, listening to together. And it was talking about how some people have woken up during like either demonic episodes or hauntings or paranormal activity where they're floating above their bed. Right. So we're discussing how does that work? And lovely Ashley. We were just randomly <laughs> talking and I just had this like breakthrough and I was like, so I know we've all experienced it at some point, that feeling of like flying and you feel like you're being levitated. But then when you break yourself of it, you immediately fall, like mm-hmm. feel like you're falling back to your bed. And I told Rebecca, I was like, what if that is like a ghost or a demonic present lifting you up? And as soon as they re- notice that you realize they're there, they they're drop like, you. Oh, God. Oh, how about you F yourself right now? Because <laughs> I'm not digging that. No, the conversation ended right there. Yeah. I was like, go away. <laughs> go back to where you came. Go back to your corner cubicle. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. So, <laughs> Ashley, you're welcome. Uh, All right. Do you have to poop? (laughs) When I get nervous, my bowels act up. So watch out, demons, because she'll poop on you. (laughs) All right. Toilet humor. Great, great transition. This is how we handle stress. Okay. So scientists have found that majority of occurrences of sleep paralysis occur when a person wakes up suddenly while they are in REM sleep and the brain and the body have a period of disconnect. My husband has a habit of coming home. He works nights, and he comes home in the middle of the night and wakes me up, and it's usually, like, very sudden. He's just like, Bleh. And if I ever get sleep paralysis because of him, I'm going to punch him once I'm finally awake. I love you, the ruler. So most people go through five phases as we sleep. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to run through those in case there's anybody out there who isn't familiar. The first stage is a light sleep where you can easily drift in and out of sleep. This is kind of like the cat nap stage. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, your body's relaxed and your muscle activity slows, but you can still be easily awoken without any you know, disconnect or confusion. Mm-hmm. Stage two, your eye and muscle movements stop and your brain waves start to slow down. Your body prepares for a deep sleep. Your body temperature lowers and your heart rate slows down. So that's when you're starting to drift into the deep sleep stages. Stage three is a deep sleep. I'm getting all scientific on you guys here. Okay. (laughs) I kind of love it. Yes. I'm glad I can make you proud. So stage three is when delta waves or your extremely slow brain waves are intercepted with smaller, faster waves. It's in the stage that most people who suffer from regular parasomnias like sleepwalking, talking in their sleep, bedwetting, night terrors tend to have their episodes in this stage of sleep. This is the transition between REM and non-REM. I talk in my sleep all the time. So it's probably in stage three. Oh, out of five. All right. <laughs> this is also when most people who have like, if you've ever been around somebody who's like, you think they're sound asleep and all of a sudden they like twitch. That's usually mm-hmm. in this stage because like it's like cat. their body. <laughs> yeah. It's like their body shutting down basically for the night. <laughs> so since I sleep, I could sleep 20 out of 24 hours a day. I do that a lot. <laughs> the twitching. All right. Good to know. I spend 90% of my life in stage three. Stage three. three. <laughs> um, so stage four is also in the deep sleep. Um, the ba- brain produces delta waves almost exclusively. So that's the really slow brain waves. People awoken during this stage tend to be like out of it. And it can take minutes for them to fully awake. But they're still functional. Like they can move or up their eyes. You know, that's usually when you have to squint and get accustomed to your surroundings again. And then the final stage is your REM sleep, which is your rapid eye movement. Brain waves mim- mimic activity during the waking state. So your brain is still acting as if it's awake, but your muscles have completely shut down. 
And it basically freezes your muscles to keep you from acting out any dreams or flipping off the bed or hurting yourself while you're having these dreams. Thank you, room sleep. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So perhaps due to the rapid brain activity, your attention streaming occurs in room sleep. It is during REM sleep, where certain parts of the brain, such as the amygdala and thalamus, are most active. And the amygdala is the part of your brain which is responsible for your emotions, your survival instincts, and your memory. It's also the part of your brain that's responsible for your fear response. Of course. Uh. And then the thalamus is responsible for several functions, such as sensory signals and the regulations of consciousness, sleep, and alertness. So it's the part of your brain that wakes you up and gets your body back going and tells your body to calm down. So since those are so active, that's why it's so hard for your body to figure out what's going on if you get woken in the final stage of sleep. Also during REM sleep, neurotransmitters such as GABA, and I totally forgot to look that up. I think that was on my notes that got sent out to City Hall too. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Again, they basically turn off your muscles. So that you're not flailing around and trying to act out your dreams. Your chest muscles, except for your diaphragm, are completely shut off as well. So all your muscles in your body, basically, except for your eyes and your brain. I know those are organs technically, but basically everything except for your diaphragm, your eyes and your brain should shut off during REM sleep. Sweet. So if you're... And probably your heart. Well, yeah, probably. That's a good idea. Let's keep that going too. (laughs) Sorry. So when you wake up during non-REM sleep stages, your body has a chance to wake up and communicate with your brain. So since it hasn't fully shut down, it can communicate pretty easily. Whereas if you're suddenly awoken during REM sleep, your body and brain will experience that disconnect and you'll suffer from the symptoms associated with sleep paralysis as your body attempts to communicate with your brain. So sleep paralysis can affect anyone at any points in their lives, but most studies show that it's most likely to occur between the ages of 10 and 25. Ooh! I'm 30. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Um, Sleep paralysis is gender fluid. It's literally 50-50 on male and female on who's affected by this. Well, that's great. Um, (laughs) And episodes have been shown to last anywhere from just a few seconds to minutes at a time. Oh, my Mm. God. (gasps) (gasps) No. No. Um, Some studies, studies show that it can be linked to changes in your sleeping patterns. So, you know, having a baby or changing shifts at work or anything like that. Uh, Sleep deprivation. Certain medications that can kind of affect your sleep can play a role in it, but it's not necessarily the medications. It's just, again, your sleep schedule being thrown off. Stress. And one of the main sleep disorders that will affect it is narcolepsy. So there aren't any definitive studies that show, like, X plus Y plus Z, you're going to get sleep paralysis. Like, they haven't found anything that shows the perfect formula. I'm going to need them to work on that. (laughs) Please and thank you. But like I said, there have shown factors that can encourage it or cause it to happen, but there's really no perfect. If you don't sleep, if you drink alcohol, you're going to get sleep paralysis. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca just moved her glass towards me. (laughs) It might be empty. That's not the point. (laughs) But there are studies showing that sleep paralysis is in no form dangerous. Yeah, okay. Except for when your heart explodes from fear, because that will happen to me. Um, There's not a single study that points out, that I could find at least, that sleep paralysis can be remotely dangerous or even fatal. No matter how intense or frequent the episodes are, it can't harm you physically, and there are no recorded deaths caused purely due to sleep paralysis. How would they know that, though? I don't know. But everything that they've done, that they've concluded, 
you know, when they've done autopsies or something like that, it's from... Now, I'm not saying that somebody's not going to get freaked out and, like, run into a wall <laughs> when <laughs> they finally wake up. I but... was about to say, you won't <laughs> run into a wall because you're paralyzed. <laughs> but sleep paralysis itself is not going to cause you death or harm. Okay. <sighs> but again, as soon as your brain makes that connection with your body, you can move, talk, act as if nothing happened. The hallucinations and the symptoms go away as quickly as they came. A lot of people that... You know, suffer from this frequently, have gotten so used to it that they feel like they can will their bodies to just wiggle my toes, just wiggle my toes, clear my throat, do something. If you can get some sort of communication from your brain to your body, the hallucinations stop. God, that is. And there's also a study done. That also be useful during social interactions. (laughs) Just wiggle my toes. It's going to be fine. Rebecca has social paralysis. (laughs) Yes, Rebecca suffers from social paralysis. Yeah. So does the ruler. It's fine. (laughs) So there's even studies that show up to 20% of people who suffer from sleep paralysis actually enjoy it. (laughs) And that goes back to the people who think that it's them communicating. The incubus or succubus, mayhaps. I mean, Um, nope, not going there. (laughs) And then the people who think that it's like a spiritual connection, that you have this opportunity to interact with these spirits. They have seen it as like a calming, kind of similar to lucid dreaming. We're going to have to sage. They feel like they can use it to their advantage and learn something. Kudos to them. I would just, (laughs) I wouldn't poop myself because I'm paralyzed, but I would want to. You probably would as soon as you woke up. (laughs) (laughs) That's terrifying. So a couple stories. Um, So just a little tidbit that I found that was interesting. The word nightmare translates more to sleep paralysis than what we've come to know it to mean now. It comes from the old English word mare, M-A-E-R-E, night, of course, being night. Uh, Mare roughly translates to incubus. Oh. So that's the uh, sex-craved male demon that's commonly seen and people believe is the cause of the pressure on their chest during sleep paralysis. Nope. So in Newfoundland, they're... I'm sorry, where? Newfoundland. Newfoundland? Okay. Different story. Moving on. <laughs> no, I'm, is that, we're talking about a dog? No, no. In Newfoundland. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the dog, you know, Newfoundlands generally suffer from sleep. <laughs> oh, poor babies. In Newfoundland, they commonly see and think that sleep paralysis is caused by going back to the old hag. They believe that she is a witch that was killed in her sleep and comes back to haunt people in their sleep uh-uh. as retribution for what happened to her. So oh, no. female Freddy Krueger? Yeah, yeah. kind of. Oh. That's not good. No. no. <laughs> not so much. In St. Lucia, they believe that sleep paralysis is caused by Kokma, which is the spirits of the unbaptized babies. <laughs> the hell oh my god so they believe that speaking of those free-range babies (laughs) (laughs) so they don't (laughs) you have to listen to our episodes in order yes please (laughs) so they don't see them as incubus or succubus they see them as unbaptized babies oh that's um in japan they refer to sleep paralysis as kanashabar i'm 100% 100% sure that's the proper way to say it. I'm not. <laughs> and in Korea, it's Howie Nalita. All right, I'm 50% sure on that one. Yeah, the Korean's a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> 
an account that most people relate to sleep paralysis that's traced back during the Sa- not Salem the European <laughs> witch trials during 197 or God bless America <laughs> an account <laughs> that most people consider associated with sleep paralysis can be traced back to the European witch trials during a 1974 <laughs> Let's try that again God damn it <laughs> Welcome to Woodstock. That was not in England. <laughs> Man. So in Europe, during the witch trials of the 1700s, not the a 19? testimony from 1774, a woman testified against her husband saying he was laying there stiff and barely drawing breath. Get your mind out of the gutter, Tiffany. And he called out, my Lord Jesus, help me. Oh, fiery witches took me to Maramaros. They put 600 weight salt on my chest. 600 weight salt? Yes. So he felt like he had like 600 weight. Pounds. I don't know if it was pounds or kilograms or what. I'm picturing pounds. Salt on, but it's in Europe in the 1700s. The, so it doesn't matter what I'm picturing. All the symptoms that he calls out and everything that they described can be related to what we know as sleep paralysis nowadays. I don't nowadays. think the metric system was used that early. I might be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley is not impressed by us. This is how I handle stressful situations. So you ready for the good stories? Ah, oh, shit. All right. <laughs> so these are from Ooh. a article My on... glass is empty. ...the most reliable source... Mm, Wikipedia? Ranker. Oh. Oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> so, do we need to top off our cocktails? We need to top off our cocktails before we finish this. Well, we're going to take a break to top off our beverages. Rebecca, could you mix something up for us? Absolutely. True crime fans, have you listened to Wine and Crime yet? We're a true crime comedy podcast hosted by three childhood friends who chug wine, chat true crime, and unleash our worst Minnesotan accents. Each week, us gals pick a true crime topic and pair it with a delicious wine before delving into the background and psychology behind the crime. Then we share and speculate wildly about a couple of bonkers cases related to the topic. Past episodes include necrophilia, cults, crimes of passion, cruise ship disappearances, exorcisms gone wrong, all this over a bottle of wine, or let's be real, three. Listen anywhere you get your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wine and Crime Pod, and check out our website and blog at WineandCrimePodcast.com. Cheers! And we're back. We're back. And we have the appropriate amount of alcohol to handle this. Tiffany, you good? There's so many sprinkles. You're welcome. <laughs> I love you. See, it was like, it, since it's a Cosmo, it was initially a very appealing color of pink. And then I just took like a bunch of sprinkles and put it in there. And it's a little and, uh, blood now, reddish it's now. It's a little brown. I love you so much. That's like blood reddish. If you hold it up to add, uh, it's kind of brown. It's a little dark. Yeah, it's kind of gross looking Ooh, now. I love you so much. <laughs> All right. Y'all ready for some spoopy stories? No. Yeah, okay. Like I said, I found 
I think all of these I got off of Ranker. All the better. And I'm just going to kind of read them verbatim because these like. are people's experiences and I didn't want to take any... Uh, all right, patron saint Twilight Sparkle, protect me. <laughs> I like how you're pointing her towards me yep. to ward off the bad juju. She is a unicorn. Do y'all want to like hang the dream catcher behind me and catch? Or on your face right now. <laughs> I'm down for that. All right, here's our first story. I am 42 and had my first nightmare about a terrifying witch at the age of 16. She kneels on my chest and stares into my face, slowly getting nearer and nearer. I am completely terrified. She wears a black cloak and hood. Her face is like a witch and evil generates from her. Other times, I can be lying on my stomach and she will creep her hands up the back of my head, mm. down my face, and hook her fingers under my top teeth and pull my <gasps> head back. Nope, nope, nope. Other times, she will bite, sit on the bed, knock on the door, call out my name, and generally scare the crap out of me. Uh, nope. <laughs> Uh -uh. -uh. I'm so uncomfortable. So that's our first hag story. <laughs> Tiffany, this one's for you. Oh, gosh darn it. <laughs> Sleep paralysis started when I was seven, and it was scary. I remember mm -hmm. the wall shaking and ringing in my ears as if going through a tunnel. This continued into my teens, and sometimes I felt I was battling entire groups of demons that spoke strange languages. Then I explored lucid dreaming and followed my spirit guides until they became unpredictable and began biting me and being evil in general. No. Then, in my late 20s, I discovered that I could have sex with the beings. <laughs> Why would you do that? I know you're thinking, that is disgusting. Yes. I would move my hands to my private area and have an orgasm by myself <gasps> without ever touching myself strictly in my head. <gasps> this would immediately send me to sleep afterwards, and it has, has the added effect of making the paralysis enjoyable. I mean, if you're going to be paralyzed, I'm, I'm not going to even finish that one. Next story. <laughs> I'm so glad we refilled the cocktails. Hi, Mom. <laughs> this happened when I was six, 20 years ago, and I still mm. remember it vividly because I haven't gone more than a couple months without playing it back in my head. I remember waking up from a creepy dream and lying in bed for a minute. Then my mom opened the door and I could see her silhouette. Was she there to comfort me, possibly? She didn't say anything. She then eerily waddled or hobbled <laughs> into my room what? and started looking a little creepy. She looked like a creature from where the wild things are. I could only see the dark outline of her body and head, but her hair appeared messy and her head looked larger than normal. I was on the top bunk. My baby sister was sleeping below. My mom stood at my bed. Her head was about level with my own. She stood there for a minute at the side of my bunk bed and I began to sense that things were weird. <laughs> she then reached out and started tickling me. I wasn't freaked out quite yet. Then I began to feel uncomfortable, but the tickling intensified. She began grunting quietly, as it, almost as if murmuring something. Finally, I was trying to tell her to stop, but of course, words were impossible to form. The tickling intensified until she was scratching and jabbing and digging into my torso. But then the grunting had eventually grown into a deep growling and howling. I couldn't move or make any noise. Why wouldn't my little sister wake up and help me? I hate you. <laughs> Oh my god. Vodka. Vodka. Sip, sip, sip. Oh sip. my god. Sip, sip. <laughs> we do not condone drinking in excess unless you're listening to Ashley. Agreed. In your home and safe. Yes. Or have an Uber. Ugh. Okay. This one's good. Uh. <laughs> I 
I've had quite a few, just from feelings of a presence to full-blown figures. Sometimes there are voices, sometimes it's dead silent, but the masked man was in another league of bone chilling. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) It started with me waking up to a deep-throated chuckle. Having been one of my later experiences of sleep paralysis, I knew immediately that's what it was. Mm-hmm. I resigned myself to another sleepless, creepy night when the door opened. Mm. A man stepped through in nope. a mask as red as blood. Nope. The mask itself was demonic in nature, mm-hmm. with big underfangs like a boar's. Nope. With unnatural, outlandish twists and turns in the cheeks. Nope. And deep set, wrinkled brow. The worst part were the eyes. I'm imagining Christopher Walken with like Borkas. <laughs> if Christopher Walken played the Beast in Beauty and the Beast. Oh my god. I mean, Why do you have your eyes closed? Why are you picturing it? I appreciate you saying I'm that. I'm a very visual person and sometimes it sucks. No, thank you. I needed that. I was, I was going down a dark road. The worst part were his eyes. His violent, serpentine eyes bulged out of the mask. Mm -mm. They looked like they were about to pop. He was wearing a rich, colored brown robe with a hood pulled up covering the rest of his head, Mm -mm -mm. drawing all the attention to the mask and those dreadful, dreadful eyes. He pulled a squirming burlap sack behind him and stopped when he got to the foot of my bed. He stared at me for what felt like a long time and then reached into the bag. Nope. One by one, he pulled everyone I had ever loved, cared about, or considered a friend. Each time he pulled them out, he positioned them so I was looking directly into their eyes. Nothing good comes out of burlap sacks. And he took his hand, a gnarled, bony thing Uh -uh. with skin drawn so tight, it looked as if he had none at all, and drew his long, sharp nail across Mm. their throats, spilling torrents of blood at my feet. I felt the warmth of their blood against my toes, and I had to watch the life drain out of the eyes of everyone I had ever truly known. And deep in those eyes, I could see terror mixing with pity in each and every one of them. Only after his bag was empty did he let it drop. He began walking around to the side of my bed. Mm -mm. He stopped as he towered over me. Leaning down, he reached to me and gently stroked my face with his blood-stained nail. With the other hand, he reached up and pulled off his mask. I can honest, can't can honestly put it into words what I saw beneath that mask. It was an ever-changing face of horror. It twisted and squirmed and never remained still for long, each facial reconstruction more terrifying than the last. As I looked into his violet serpentine eyes, he spoke to me. I still remember the words well enough to quote them verbatim, but as they were profoundly disturbing and personal in nature, I do not care to repeat them to anyone. The last thing he said was, enjoy the time you have left because soon your life will be mine and your soul as well. As he said this, his face finally settled onto a single form and it was my own. Oh, um, conductor, dang. you have to stay at my apartment forever. <laughs> I'm, I'm completely unsettled. Uh, I need to work on disassociating to where I like. I just hear everything, but don't take it in. Vodka, vodka helps. Vodka's good. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, vodka. I like potatoes in this form. So there you go. 
Ashley. Yes, ma'am. I despise you. You love me. <laughs> I do. You guys brought this upon yourselves. But I despise yourselves. you. I She's... specifically asked. You did. What level you Wait, wanted me to cover. Was this level three? Oh, no. This is level two. Damn it. Oh, God. We got a text that was like, how creepy do you want me to get with this level or pick a number one through three? And we both said three and she went two. I mean, like, Shit. it's weird, but things that actually happen, happen are sometimes less Worse. unsettling than yeah shit like this yes they're worse than um but to put this out there if there's anyone out there who does suffer from sleep paralysis i found an awesome youtube video um her name is katie morton k-a-t-i-m-o-r-t-o-n yes like the salt um she's a licensed therapist who posts mental health videos to youtube on different different subjects and she did one on sleep paralysis Um, So just kind of a little blurb from her YouTube video. After much research, they have concluded that sleep paralysis is merely a sign that our body is not moving smoothly through sleep cycles. They do not link sleep paralysis to mental illness, but we do know that stress and changes in our sleep patterns can exasperate but not cause sleep paralysis. We can have sleep paralysis in conjunction with another sleep disorder, or it can occur completely on its own. So if you're having issues with your sleep, please reach out to a sleep specialist in your area. And she recommends a couple of things. So if you have any issues with sleep disorders or sleep paralysis, she recommends that you track your sleep for a few weeks, time you fell asleep, anything odd that happened while you were sleeping, and write down all experiences or all symptoms that you experience. Try to get your sleep into a more regular routine and reduce your stress and journal when you get home, if you journal. She said a lot of people have a tendency to journal as they get into bed and they're calming down for the night. She said that tends to actually make our brains more active. So she said if you can set aside some time to journal and get everything off your chest as soon as you get home, that gives you the time between you get home and you fall asleep to relax and it helps you get a more restful night sleep. Okay. I love how me and Tiffany were sitting like, my little pony. <laughs> we, we are both You're fiddling. Happy. We're both fiddling with our ponies and hoping that it makes us feel better. I will say, though, I have a very, very good relationship with my sleep. I would say I'm closer with sleep than I am with anything else in this world. That includes you and the ruler. Um, <laughs> sleep and I are so close. But because we are so close, I think I am safe. We are having some microphone issues here. I'm trying to get Twilight Sparkle to stand up to protect me, and it's not working. (laughs) (laughs) She's failing. But because we're so close, I feel like I am safe from this because we have a very regular routine. Even having a baby, like she and I, I assume sleep is a she. But she and I are good. We're tight. We're good. So I'm, <laughs> I'm going to keep that in my mind and hope that it works for me. Whatever it takes. If I have sleep paralysis because of you, I will die before you and haunt the ever-loving shit out of you. That's fine. Gus, Gus, protect me. <laughs> I wouldn't mind hey, being haunted. You have it's two happened ju- before. You, you have two jobs. Bugs and ghosts. <laughs> God, bugs and ghosts. I love ghosts you Ghosts are different than demons, though. If you if I have a sleep paralysis episode... And you save me from it, I will buy you sushi grade tuna. <laughs> you will have a raw food diet for the rest of you your life. Well, oh, you're committing to an awful lot. Sleep paralysis. I know, that's the point. Ugh, Ashley. What? I love you, but I hate you. Jeez Louise. I mean, I think for nah. the first six episodes, we kept it kind of fluffy. We did. Somehow. I love fluff. <laughs> I love fluff it. is okay. Mother fluffer. But when we have. 
I think Tiffany is going to be our fluffer. Hi. <laughs> Rebecca is going to be, which I kind of went a little sciencey with that one. It was an unexpected I twist, that but part. I felt it like it was necessary. I didn't like. And um, <laughs> I'll probably be the one to cover a little bit more of the darker, spoopy topics. Spoopy? Spoopy. <laughs> <laughs> I plan on covering a spooky topic eventually, but. Spooky freaks me out real bad, so... She'll come in instead of a ghillie suit. It's a sage suit. A sage suit. I will come in in a sage suit, and it's going to be amazing. For those of you who don't know, a ghillie suit is basically the shirt and pants that make you look like a bush. Yeah, pretty much. That's it. Except Tiffany will just have sage pinned to her. It'll be amazing. Well, if it's not lit, does it have the same effect? Oh, Tiffany? Uh, Sage expert. How about... I get back to you on that. <laughs> Sound good? Sounds good. Yep. Oh, vodka. So basically, what Tiffany is saying is she doesn't want to cover anything spooky. So that means that anybody out there that wants to donate to us on Patreon, <laughs> if you donate $10 or more on Patreon, uh-huh. you get to pick a topic uh-huh. and who you would like to cover. Oh, God. <laughs> that topic uh-huh so if anybody if you want to be nice let tiffany do like the history of rainbows i will be all over that that's a short history no i'm down i will make it last as long as you want <laughs> oh that's not true but there the good, we go see she could go into like leprechauns because there is a greek gar- god that's associated with rainbows or rebecca could cover rainbows because apparently don't you touch <laughs> my rainbows back <laughs> off oh god all right. <clears throat> what is that? Is that a helicopter? They're coming for us. <laughs> <laughs> the sleep paralysis search is the one that I, did I us was in. going with this time too. Wow. That's like right over your house. Bo Peep, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine. Oh. I don't become paranoid when I drink. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. So, um, yeah, that was sleep paralysis, ladies. Ashley. May you never experience it. Thank you. Yeah, but every time I, like, fall in my bed, I'm going to be wide awake. Here's the deal, though. Is it, what was it you said earlier? Um, I'm losing it. Vodka. You are a bad friend. I said curse words earlier. (laughs) (laughs) True. No, um, whenever you think about something and it kind of makes it a reality. Gus Gus, you have two jobs. Yes, is... I'm hoping sleep paralysis is not like that. I didn't see pony. anything that my said that it pony. was. Like, I didn't see anything that it was, like, lucid dreaming where Good. you could almost, like, coach yourself into it. But I also saw articles of people trying to Why? induce it. Yeah, there's a lot of articles telling you um, how you can do it. The one that I specifically remember, because I'm on Reddit. I'm not telling y'all my username, because y'all don't need to know that. Sorry. <laughs> Donate $500 (laughs) monthly. (laughs) But basically, you go into it, from what I remember, expecting to do it. And as you're falling asleep, your brain will send signals to your extremities, such as foot twitch, arm twitch, nose twitch. And that's your brain sort of gauging how asleep you are before it puts you into the next cycle. So if you ignore those twitches, you're more likely to go into sleep paralysis. 
Ah, I twitch a lot. Is that <laughs> sleep paralysis or lucid dreaming, though? That might be lucid dreaming, but at this point, I want to do neither. So I've really wanted to get into lucid dreaming and try it and see how long it takes for me to get there. The but now, problem I am with terrified that is of luc- or paralysis. Lucid dreaming and sleep paralysis are very closely linked. Nope, mm-hmm. not worth it. It is not worth it to me. I can't tell if I have lucid dreaming or if I'm just like in a dream and start to wake up because I know that I have controlled my dreams before. That's lucid dreaming. Yeah, but I don't know if it's actually lucid dreaming or if it's just me like I've done that starting before. to wake up and like making the dream go. Well, I would say that's lucid dreaming because I've started to wake up before while in a dream and I'm like, oh, yes, I'm dreaming. I can do this and it doesn't work. And my brain is just like, all right, Tiffany, you're awake now. Okay. Sorry. Well, then I guess I. <laughs> Whereas me, it's like, I'm lucid able- dreaming. I know I'm dreaming. Let's fly. Let's fly. Yeah. See, Damn that, it. No. That's where I'm see, at. I have, like, I can control what's going on. I can control what I say. <gasps> I can. Can I tell you about the one time I thought I was lucid dreaming and it was the closest I've ever been? Yes. Yep. I was getting ready. We were at a concert, outdoor venue. And it was just like some random, I don't know, it was probably like Papa Roach or something. And uh, (laughs) I remember thinking like, I'm at a concert. Like, I shouldn't be here. I should be doing this in my normal life. I must be dreaming. I'm going to meet the Backstreet Boys. And then... At a Papa Roach concert? Fuck yeah. Lucid dreaming. Um, Anything can happen. Fair. So I start weaving through people to try and get backstage to meet Backstreet Boys. And I'm putting it out there like, I'm going to meet them. I'm going to meet them. I'm dreaming. I know it's happening. I'm going to go meet them. And I get so close. I'm like right at the gate to get backstage. And you wake up. And I wake up. And I was so pissed for like three... days three whole days i was mad because i didn't meet the backstreet every time you fell asleep you tried to like think of that to get back into every single time as soon as i woke up i was like no tiffany you are going right back to sleep and it did not work and now i'm intrigued i might need to look into lucid dreaming because i know i uh, can vividly remember controlling my dreams there's a patreon episode where we talk about a particular dream and towards the end i controlled that (laughs) (laughs) biash and it was good (laughs) The odds were in my favor. (laughs) Oh, that's right. (laughs) It's all coming back to me now. I blocked that out. It's all coming back to me now. So, if anyone out there in listening land has ever experienced any type of, really any sleep parasomnia, I think would be fascinating. Mm -hmm. I know Tiffany talks in her sleep Uh, all Um, the time. I've been told that I nurse in my sleep. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. She kind of like... Do you just like sit there like this? I don't want to make the no. no, no. I don't breastfeed in my sleep. I nurse. Like, wait, well, in my wait. Sleep. You're nursing. Like I, well, I don't think it's nursing, but no, I make she, like, like a suckling on her lip sound in my sleep. And my sister always joked that I was breastfed too long because I like nurse in my sleep. Adeline does that. I she don't want to make on the noise lip. on no. the podcast because that would be really it's, gross. Yeah, awful. No, like, I understand what you're saying. I'm like, my head's wrapping around. No, me. Rebecca. Okay, uh-huh. so cut this out. I understand what it is. Okay. And I don't know why. I don't, I don't mean to be acting weird. It's just that I just took a turn I was not prepared for. Well, I don't know if it means anything. So if anybody out there does, tell yeah. me. Maybe you're just making out hardcore. We don't know. I mean, that has happened. <laughs> In my dreams, lucid or not. (laughs) (laughs) But if anybody out there has experienced and you're willing to share your stories, please do. Either on any of our social medias or you can email them directly to us. I don't know if we'll do like listener stories eventually, but we might. If not, we get enough. 
Why not? Yeah. Wine not. <laughs> Vodka. Vodka not. <laughs> I just pictured um, astronaut. All right, astronauts. Anyway. That's If you're an astronaut, send us stories. I want garlic knots now. <gasps> All right. Well, on that note. <clears throat> but yes. So if you have any parasomnia stories, sleep talking, sleepwalking, sleep paralysis, lucid dreaming, etc. Share them with Ashley. And you're comfortable sharing them. Ashley. We can, we can even change your name if you want. Yes. Just let us know. And we'll share them if you'd like. If not, we'll share them amongst ourselves. Mm-hmm. But uh, And we will do the mother mary cross thing i'm not catholic or anything but we will we will tiffany will sage it out we will say our prayers yes tiffany will uh, sage the room once we're done discussing them boom (laughs) but uh anyway remember guys everyone has something they think is strange let us tell you why it's not if you have any questionable topics you'd like us to discuss you can share them with us on facebook and instagram at the ladies of strange on twitter at ladies of strange or email them to us at theladiesofstrange at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, and tell us we're doing a great job. Keep it strange, lovelies. Good night. Sleep tight. Don't <laughs> let the bed bugs bite. We love you. Oh, my God. Damn it. <laughs> I hate you. Oh.